0: this grant park 220 edition of the nascar gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bird dog shorts dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com pool that's birddogs.com pool driver start your engine Still on location, yet still cranking up the content. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, still away from my normal location. Uh, have figured out from the last video, we, we did the F1 video, and we figured out that if I move a little bit this way, my ray of heaven doesn't necessarily interfere with my face all that much. So hopefully you're looking at this video better. Uh, but yes, this is the grant park 220 DFS episode. Cody, we are almost done and we are almost ready to watch Chicago street racing for the first time ever. My friend,
1: oh, so close. We're getting there. Uh, we've got all the bets in already. That's been great. I'm excited, man. DFS. Oof! It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to figure out how to build DFS this week, Rod.
0: <laughs> so I was, I was actually contemplating this and I, and I didn't put it into effect, which I almost felt like we should have done. And I was, I was going to either do one of two things. I was going to either like spin a wheel, a number wheel and let it land and then have us make a case for whoever it landed on. That would have been fun. I That's thought, or, or like
1: yeah,
0: grab a hat. You know what? At, at Atlanta, when I'm back at home, when I'm back in normal, let's do that because we were obviously going to, for DFS, we, we don't know. It's a crapshoot, anyway. So right. let's let's do that.
1: Okay. No, I'm good with that. Yeah. No, yeah. that's literally. I've built like, every time we go to a super speedway, I have my daughter draw a lineup sign of a hat, uh, and I think that it's a, it's a great idea. And I I'm likely going to do that a few times this weekend because how how do you again the same thing as as far as it's the same thing for DFS as it is for betting on this race, right? Nobody knows how this is going to go. Nobody knows what to expect. It could be. You know i've I've heard a few people i know our buddy Derek kind of has seems to be kind of leaning this way i heard like steve latart talking about it today they think that maybe this race starts off real smooth and clean like everybody goes into it and they're all like okay we don't want this to be a disaster everybody plays nice until stage three maybe that's how this goes maybe in turn one it just gets piled up right away who know? like nobody knows how this is going to go you take the guy who starts on the pole is he just going to jump out and track positions everything Lead a ton of laps. What if somebody dive bombs him in the first turn and he loses the lead? He gets smashed into a wall. His day's over. Like, man, this could go so many different ways. Track position could be key throughout the race. One little bump and into a wall here. It's not you spin off the track. You can recover later. Like you're smashing into these concrete barriers. So, yeah. Do you, do you stack the back like a like a super speedway where you're going to get placed differential? But if track position means everything, that's not necessarily the right way to do it either, right? So, like we said with the betting side of things, maybe take it a little lighter on the DFS this week. Uh, you know, again, you expect to lose every week, and and it's always a good result. But really expect to lose it this week and be happy if, if you do win anything. Well,
0: and there's a couple of things that I suppose make it to where... I think sometimes that it may not be as chaotic as we anticipate quite, quite normal. Cause for one, like you said, I mean, a lot of these guys may want to play nice right off the bat. It may be where they just say to themselves, listen, you know, we, we're not going to try to make this uh, a, a demolition derby right from the green flag. Like let's, let's give this some time to feel out the track. And, and you know, they've, they've, a lot of them have already been running in the simulator. Uh, I don't know. And again, I don't know who has and who hasn't, but, most of the people have been posting on social media, their simulators and and showing them taking this course and, and rolling with this course. So there is a level of familiarity. I'm not going to say that they're like masters of the track already, but there's right. they know what it feels like and, and can look because muscle memory is a lot of the and then, you know, look what we take it for granted. Everybody's driven down a street before. Everybody knows what it's like to drive down a street. It's not like they're driving on a surface or 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 some sort of place that they've never ever been before, right? It's not like they're driving in zero gravity where now they don't know what the hell's going on. They've all been on streets, so you yeah, know but,
1: the oh, contours. Man. But they've never re- they've never raced on a street. That is the thing. Yeah, and that's something we probably didn't talk about that enough on the the betting program. But yeah, the, these are just streets that everyday cars drive on. There's, I saw a picture. I think it was Dustin Long posted earlier, like you know one street turns onto another street at one of the corners and it's a completely different surface on that street so you're going to have that transitional period in there if we get any rain it's like 50% chance at this point so rain could be in the mix it could not be in the mix nobody knows like so many unknowns with how this is going to go how things are going to work out this i'm i'm just so excited to to see this and how it goes and, and another point i want to bring up too and this is great for super speedways right you listen to the betting show you know you never really played dfs before you don't much now is actually the good time to get in if you don't know much about it or you haven't played it because you know there you've got an advantage where you know there's some of these people have these programs that build the perfect lineups or whatever and all this all this weird crap like that but this is the week where it is throwing darts at the wall it's picking lineups out of the hat and so you know you may not need to spend your entire salary you may not need to uh, have all top tier drivers. Like it's, it can be any type of lineup that can win on a week like this, especially there's not a ton of dominator points, right? It's a hundred laps on this race. I think Yeah, a hundred around the two and a half mile or
0: 2.2 mile track rather.
1: Yeah. So it's not that many laps led. It's not that many, um, fastest laps and it's so place differential is going to come in big where they finish is going to come in big. And who knows how this race is going to go. Nobody knows, Rod, which is what makes it so exciting. It makes it so exciting.
0: And we may not know what's going to happen in this race, but I will tell you right away, we know what's going to happen if you find yourself in a nice, comfy pair of bird dogs shorts. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen right now. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy the fact that it's fit slimmer on your legs to make those contours just pop and make everybody go, who is that in those sexy shorts over there? And you could say, it's me. I'm in my bird dogs right now. They do the exact same things that Lulumon do, but they fit way better. They also fit better than those restricting cotton shorts that you're wearing right now, probably. And you're thinking to yourself, man, these are uncomfortable, these are itchy. I need to get myself some bird dogs. Yes, you do. You know why? Because they invented cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khakis, but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit. And you're not even sacrificing on movement, which is better. Most importantly, and one of my favorite features, is the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric. It's going to keep you cool and dry all day long. It's getting hot. It's getting hot out there. You're going to need to get that sweat-wicking stuff to keep that all away from all of that goodness down there and, and keep you nice and dry and fresh. Head down right now to birddogs.com pool. Not only are you going to get an amazing pair of Bird Dog shorts, but they're going to toss in a free Yeti-style tumbler when you use that promo code POOL with your order that's birddogs.com/pool for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we absolutely 100% promise you well i mean again like we said it's it's really just going to be a 100% who knows what's going to happen in this race uh, I, I realized, too, of course, and, and a lot of times we kind got to take this for granted that people listen to the betting episode, but some people just listen to the DF epi- right. DFS episode. So uh, if you're here just for the DFS and not for the betting, um, we do implore you to go back and listen to the bet episode because, like we tell you time and time again, we break down drivers and we give you things, and you can use that in your DFS lineup as well because if we think someone's going to finish top five, we talk about, you know, it doesn't matter where they start on the track. There's a lot of things that you can glean from that, but. If you don't, that's fine. Welcome to this episode. There's going to be straight chaos in Chicago. Again, like we said many times before, it's just it's an unknown. So when we approach unknowns, like we always do in DFS, we just take who we think is going to run well. Just like Cody said before, there's 100 laps in this race. It's a 2.2-mile race, which means Dominator points. Unless somebody does Max Verstappen style in F1 and leads every single lap, you can probably bend a little bit where, where other people break. So building a lineup in this instance, I mean, we're going to give you our normal high mid and low price drivers, but understand of course, that each one of these guys comes with any sort of risk of not even producing. So build a lot of lineups.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, even if you don't, you know, even if you don't bet on NASCAR or even if you don't play DFS, like the, they complement each other. Well, right. And so, if you make a good point on why you should bet someone to finish in the top ten, or why you should pick them in a head-to-head, that might come along with well, if they're if you think you're going to finish in the top ten, could make them valuable as far as DFS goes in the opposite way, right? Well, if we like them to, in DFS because we think they're going to get a good solid finish, maybe you look at their top ten odds, maybe you look at them, you know, for for a head-to-head or a group matchup or whatever. So they go hand in hand. So I think that is important to note. But again, if you you know if you like like your one thing and that's what you like to listen to. We, uh, we'll take, we take everyone who wants to listen. So, uh, that is, that is that. And, uh, I was going to make another point and then I forgot what that point was. So, uh, we'll just move on.
0: (laughs) It's been a long Uh, week, Rod. (laughs) I'm telling you, we're coming to the end of this week. This was such an exciting week, but I mean, both for both of us, like obviously in your job, it's, it's preparing for the 4th of July. And then for me too, I'm always preparing for the 4th of July. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's one of those weeks. Now Na- NASCAR doesn't get a week off, neither do we.
1: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I remember I remember my point. See, there you go. You bought me enough time. My point was, uh, somebody could Max Verstappen this race very well. Like, it could be AJ Allmendinger starts on the pole and, and just takes off. Could be a Chase Elliott. Could be a Tyler Reddick. Could be any of these guys, right? A Kyle Larson. There's mo- multiple guys. They could come out fast in practice. They could qualify on the pole. The green flag could drop. They could run away. Maybe we don't. <laughs> Maybe we don't get any cautions. I, I think that's a pretty big stretch. But even if we do, you get somebody that, you know, one of those guys gets out front, there's a caution. At, and they, if the cautions fall at exactly the right times, everybody has to pit. There's not really any strategy going on. They just continue to get back out in the lead. Maybe nobody can pass them. Maybe they do lead and dominate the whole race. That's a possible scenario as well. So, again, it's going to be, Whoever is that fast guy? Whoever qualifies in the poll, you might want to get some of them because they might lead the whole race, and you're going to need that all those dominator points. Because if they get all hundred, you know, if they lead all hundred laps and they have a bunch of fast laps, that's going to add up. But there's so much risk there. If they hit the wall, if they fall back ten spots, they lose that place differential. So again, we're we're doing this before practice and qualifying. We haven't seen all that stuff. These are just guys that we like in general. Keep an eye on them. Consider them as you're building your lineups, but. All of all of that being said, this week is just treat it like a super speedway, just like we did on the betting show. And I think that they, you'll be happy with the outcome, whatever it ends up being. Because if you you know, if they all are the red car flipped upside down, you're gonna laugh and be like, Well, you know, that's Chicago street course for you. And if you win a bunch of money, you'll be happy too, and be like, Wow, you know, just shit show of a week and here we are. Well, and you brought up a couple of good points too, because obviously we, we
0: did kind of uh, gloss over it this episode. Obviously we talked about, but, but there's no stage cautions. So this is all going to run out green unless there are, uh, any full course cautions. So there will be no pausing in between, uh, stages to, to, to take your normal pit stops as they were. I mean, obviously we saw in Sonoma two cautions in that entire race, two full course cautions in that entire race. So, I mean, the caution flags may not fly. Or like Cody said earlier, it could just be a dive bomb into turn one, and everybody stacks up, and you know your entire field is gone, and, and uh, BJ McLeod will come, and, and JJ uh, or uh, Bulicki is is gonna cross the finish line and and save your fantasy day. But yeah, I mean, again, you just you have to you have to build these lineups with the the in mind being that you're just going to have several first of all. Like I said, don't don't put just one out, because yeah. if you put one out and hope that it cashes, it better be a damn good lineup. But uh, yeah, have a few. That way you have some cheering interest. If somebody does crash out, you can uh, salvage your day with at least a lineup that may cash. And diversify. I, I mean, look, every good DFS player knows that uh, you shouldn't just enter only tournaments or only cash games. You know, Spread some stuff around. Enter some low-level uh, GPPs to try to you know, maybe get multiple entries in there as well. And, and then, you know, nice double ups and, and, uh, 50 fifties and stuff to, to diversify your portfolio. But I don't think we talk about the strategy a whole lot. I know people are here for the picks, but especially on a course like this is it's important for you to, to not necessarily put all of your uh, money into one pool to, to try to win.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. Divert diversification when it comes to super speedways, it comes to an event like this. And again, if you didn't listen to the betting show, this is an event. You have to keep that in mind as you go to build these. They're they're putting this up as an event. It is still a points-paying race. I get it, but it's an event more than anything, and you just want to keep that in mind. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, if if we get into the theory of, right, they keep it clean early on, it gets aggressive late, eight uh, green-white checkers later, nine overtimes. <laughs> ten, I mean, at what point, you know, and and at that point, if we're getting to that many points, means a lot of cars are wrecking, means a lot of guys are getting spun out. Your TFS lineup is going to change a thousand times in that, just like it does on a super speedway. So, again, these are all the possibilities, and and we just we have no idea. Maybe it's just a normal race, and it, it's it runs like a you know like a Sonoma does. Maybe it's like a Nashville last week, a couple of cautions here and there, green for the most part. Um, you know, maybe it's like an Indy road course where half the field wrecks out on the last, you know, two, two overtimes. Maybe everybody drives into turn one and like at the Roval, like uh, again, so many different ways this could go and and we have no indication of which one is more likely, right? At some tracks it can be, well, you know, history here shows us a lot of green flag racing history here shows us you get a lot of cautions or the last five times we've been here, there's overtimes like got nothing and we have nothing to compare it to because sure it's comparable ish to a road course. But it's completely different at the same time so it's again what makes it so much fun and what's going to make this really really exciting weekend and i cannot wait
0: uh so i i think it's probably about time for us to start laying out some of our picks but i can't go any farther without telling you about underdog fantasy i am excited as you are i'm sure as dfs players you are probably well aware of underdog fantasy and the amazing opportunities to win on underdog especially best ball mania 4 it is here Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog. And Underdog is available in so many states. Head over now to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a free 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. As we always do here, Cody, we are giving out our high-priced, mid-tier, and low-end value drivers for your DFS slate for this Grant Park 220, the first ever of its kind, a street race in Chicago. So, Cody, where are we starting with our lineups?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start with uh, KFB, man. Kyle Bush. he's going to be my top play Nine thousand seven hundred. So you, you look at the at the DFS thing and, and how it lines up here. Bush is the sixth highest price guy. You've got Larson at the top. Obviously, he's gonna be popular. He's a road course guy, he's good everywhere, good in everything he gets in. Except Super Speedways. Keep that in mind next week in Atlanta. <laughs> but uh you got Martin Truex, obviously fresh off winning at Sonoma. Chase Elliott, the fan favorite. He gets that bump anyways, really good at road courses. You got Tyler Reddick, he's been the king of road courses as of late. You got A.J. Almendinger. He's got all the experience, everything. Then it's Kyle Bush. And I think that these five guys in front of him are all going to be popular in their own way. To, no matter where they end up starting, no matter what they look like in practice. They're all going to have uh, quite a bit of play just because of the names, because of of the history. And Kyle Bush is going to get overlooked a little bit as he has on the odds, as he is a little bit even on this. You go back to the last two road courses we've had, the only two we've had so far this season second place in both of them this eight car has is the eight car is the winningest car number it's the winningest uh randall burnett is the winningest crew chief and it's the winningest car number and crew chief on road courses in the next gen era um obviously with tyler reddick's wins last year now kyle bush already has three wins this year and he's done it on uh completely different surfaces i mean he's got a super speedway win He's got the win at Auto Club, you know, the big two-mile track. And then he's got the win at, uh, where else did he win? Was it Gateway, which is, you know, kind of still an intermediate, but a much shorter intermediate. Why not add a road course to that, right? Um, but he he made a comment earlier this week. This is going to be one of the hardest races that these drivers have faced just because it's a completely different challenge. And I think that that will play in uh, a lot to a guy like Kyle, who is a veteran. He's been around a long time. He knows. It's still a newer car, yes, but he knows how these cars react. He knows how to handle things. He knows how to be patient. Um, they know how to play the strategy game. That helped him out a lot at Sonoma. Got him out front. Got him that second place finish. I think all of that stuff mixed in a pot and combined together. I expect Kyle Busch to have a good day. If he can avoid the chaos, I think he'll be top five at the end, top ten for sure, and and offer you at only $9,700. Um, salaries are low this week, too. I guess it's still relatively near the same at the top but I think even the like even as they set you know as DraftKings set these prices it's kind of like there's a lot of unknowns. so they did drop the salaries a lot towards the top here but 9700 um and that's going to give you a lot of wiggle room if you play Kyle Bush and really again like you said at the top you're just kind of picking and choosing
0: who you think is going to be up there and any of those guys can be i do like the kyle bush angle we talked about it last week too as, as far as him just being one of the hottest drivers on the course now he ran into some pretty terrible luck but you know it doesn't doesn't change the fact that he's still one of the hottest drivers uh obviously locked into the playoffs so this race right here is nothing but money in the bank for him to try and do many many things and and you know, this team's aggressive and they will stay aggressive. And I like, uh, I like Kyle Busch. I do. And I think we had him, you know, featured in our betting episode too. So um, definitely go back and listen to more about Kyle Busch there. Speaking of a driver that, uh, listen, when you, when you think of AJ Allmendinger, right? I mean, obviously you're, you're instantly drawn to the fact that he's had not a very good season so far as even compared to last season where he was actually doing well in the cup car. And you thought maybe that that would make a good translation into a full time ride this season. Well, it's been an inconspicuous start to his cup season so far. And, you know, I, I know it's frustrating for AJ Almendinger. Um, but listen, when you're on a track like this, when you're on an unknown track, when you're in a situation where you're just sort of having to go by instincts and, and by uh, just sheer grit alone. I don't know that any driver has more grit than A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, the dude had so many problems last season. He drove without power steering. He drove without a working heat suit. Like it was a disaster many, many times over for A.J. Allmendinger. He still continued to muscle through. He still continued to put up good finishes over the course of last season. And of course, we all know his road course prowess uh, as, as has been brought on before. But the thing about AJ is that the only downside to me is that he's, he's got the mental game sometimes where he'll get in his own head and, and get kind of fiery there behind the the wheel and sort of react to it. But you can't really argue with the uh, experience and the road course finishes sixth place in Sonoma. He had a bad go at, uh, at Austin, but I will say he was running third at the end of stage one in that race. And unfortunately lap 60 got claimed in a, in a crash. So uh, didn't get to finish the race. But, I mean, he's AJ Allmendinger. Uh, like I said, he's he's definitely got the experience in road courses. You talk about just overall in the, in the Cup Series on road courses, right? He's been in 34 road course races. He's got two wins, seven top fives, 17 top 10s. 17 top 10s in 34 starts. Fantastic. But that number pales in comparison to his... 25 Xfinity starts, 10 wins on road courses, Cody, 21 top fives, only four times in his entire Xfinity career on road courses did he finish outside of the top five, the top five, 22 top tens overall. AJ Allmendinger's got what it takes to do well on a course like this. I I fully trust that no matter where he starts in the field, he will find his way to the front. If unless he gets collected in anything. But like I said, I'm fully confident. I know the 16 car has been meh, short of, of spectacular this year, but I, I, I think Sonoma got him in the right headspace as far as road courses are concerned. I think he's going to go for it this week. I think he's just aggressive enough to make this work because I said in the betting episode, it's going to take an aggressive driver in order to get it done out there because they're going to need to be able to put that car somewhere where no one else wants to. So I think AJ's got that in spades. I think he's a good DFS play. He's 99 hundred, just shy of 10,000, but I'll pay up for that in in a few of my lineups.
1: Yeah, I like to call out. He's a guy you have to play in some of your lineups. Like he he's got the most uh, experience as far as this type of stuff, right? He's been in the Cup Series a long time. He's the all time winningest road course racer in the Xfinity Series history with those ten wins. He's amazing every time he gets into those cars. He's been good in the Cup Series for years. Even when he was in the 47 car um, at JTG, he was a threat every time they went to a road course. He's always been a guy that's done that. He's had he's got IndyCar experience. He's got sport all kinds of sports car experience. He's done everything out there, um, and he's got more experience than pro Maybe not. I don't. I guess I don't know for sure on some of these other ringers, but. He's probably pretty close, and, and by far, as far as in the Cup Series and running full-time and all of that stuff. Um, like you said, rough start to the season, but the last four weeks haven't been so bad. Four straight top 14 finishes the last two weeks he's been in the top 10. The thing I will say, he's probably going to be the most popular play this week, right? If you look at the odds, where they opened up, where they've shifted to, it's likely that he's been the high, the most bet driver so far, at least into the end of the week, right? Just based on how much his odds have shifted, people really like him. I think there's a lot of pressure on him. I think he does have the spotlight of he should be the guy that can, that should do it here. Right. And so we'll see how that if affects him. If it gets to him, he's riding off of the high of winning that Xfinity series race last week as well. Just so got that positive momentum. I know this isn't the Xfinity series, but it still carries over. It's still that confidence the driver has. This has got to be the biggest circle on his calendar too, Right this has got to be the race. He's looking at the most if he can win here, he might be able to sneak his way into the playoffs, right? And NASCAR Twitter will tell you that he's locked into the playoffs even though that won't be accurate. Again, I like to point that out every time. But uh, but I do think that that he's going to be very popular so I wouldn't don't play him in every single lineup, right? You're going to have to get different in some places, but sometimes playing the chalk isn't a bad thing and I think in AJ's case, he's he's he out of anyone Probably has the most upside as far as could go out and lead all hundred laps and leave everyone in the dust and Max Verstappen in this field like he, he's got that ability he's got that talent he's got the experience so I think he's a great call out and, and a guy that that has to be mentioned just because of where we're at who he is and, and what he's done in in his past. Amen to that uh cody why don't we just go ahead
0: we don't have any other breaks that we got to get to uh pressing so let's just go ahead and get to our mid-tier
1: drivers and and load those up i like it next up for me i'm going to go down to mr christopher busher Eight thousand five hundred is his price tag chris busher on road courses now again this is uh not a road course right although it's a street course road course close enough right and we're using that as the as the closest comparison You've got to go back to his first three career starts all the way back in 2015 and 2016. He was 30th or worst in all three of those. Ever since then, 21st place is the worst finish he's had on a road course, um, and he has got seven straight top ten finishes on road courses. So Chris Busher is a guy that just seems to get it done, and again, a very rough couple of first road course attempts. After that, he's finished every single road course he's been on um, and seven top tens in a row. Like, how much more consistency do you want on road courses, right? Again, you could get caught up in anything. You can finish last in this race because of that type of stuff. But if you're looking down the down the board here and you're looking for a guy that has been consistent, has produced the results, we've talked so much about how much stronger RFK has been, uh, and Chris Busher is kind of a sneaky road course guy, right? Probably not a threat to win very often, although had a second place finish last year at Sonoma to so Daniel Suarez in that race. Um, but he can put himself in position to have a good solid day. And again, sometimes, uh, when it comes to DFS, these guys that aren't going to lose it for you, right? If, if half the time they win the race, but the other half of the time they wreck out, that's not always a great DFS play because yeah, maybe he does win it, but what if he finishes last? It's not going to help you as much, right? Chris Busher is a guy that's going to consistently deliver you results on road courses, has consistently delivered you results on road courses. Um, and I think that that is something you have to take into account here. He's a veteran driver at this point. He's been around for a while. I mentioned 2015 is his first season, right? So he's a good eight seasons into this now. That experience should help him be a little more patient. Hopefully he can find those holes, make it to the end but i think he can deliver you the results that you're looking for. Yeah, and look, for Chris Busher,
0: it's it's just the the only thing is you got to pick when he's going to do it, but he's consistently been doing it this last few weeks and i have confidence in him. I've had confidence in him too for a while. It's it's you never really thought at the beginning of the season that you would be saying Chris Busher is somebody that you're targeting for much of anything, to be honest with you, because after what RFK went through last year, uh, just to just to know that these guys have bounced back it's awesome. It's a good story. And actually it's nice to, to see Chris Busher do well because, um, you know, we've said it time before it's, it's good for the sport when other drivers sort of ascend and it's not just the same old drivers every single week. So, um, I like Busher. I like the price actually. It's, it's a pretty good price for a guy that's been performing as well as he has. So, um, I like that. Uh, all right, I'm going to turn my attention to somebody you absolutely love. And, and by the way, I, 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 you sent me a picture earlier. We, we made, uh, you made ty Gibbs's fan nation over there on right. Facebook for picking him <laughs> as a that was all yeah. you though buddy you you have hey, faith in ty shout, gibbs shout and... out to
1: Erica I know she's uh she's a a good listener always follows the program and she loves when we talk about Ty Gibbs which lucky for her we talk about him a lot because man we love to bet on the guy love to play him in DFS so uh yeah let's talk about him some more rod yeah
0: and so for DFS purposes he's seventy three hundred dollars which I I understand You know, it is a rookie driver. He only has five road course starts as a cup driver under his belt and only one top 10 in that, and that was Coda this year. But, I mean, look, we talked about how consistent Ty Gibbs was, especially in a stretch between uh, Atlanta and uh, Bristol Dirt, where he had, what, four top 10 finishes. It was three ninth-place finishes, ninth at Atlanta, ninth in Coda, ninth at Richmond, tenth at the Bristol Dirt. And then that is where a season sort of kind of fell off. I mean, it was 18, 31st, 13, 31st, 16, 26th, Gateway 20th, Sonoma 18th, Nashville 14th. But listen, I feel like it's hard to keep good drivers down, uh, especially ones who have had the type of success that he's had in the Xfinity series on road courses. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that came in and just dominated road courses uh, in the Xfinity series. He only had 13 starts, but he was pretty efficient with them. Three wins, six top fives, eight top 10 finishes. So uh, he was a a solid road course driver in the Xfinity series. And again, this is a track where the the fact that nobody's run a street race before in, in this series is the great equalizer. Everybody is on equal footing. And if you put Ty Gibbs on equal footing with all of these other cup drivers, I think he's going to perform to the level in which we've seen him do it, especially in the Xfinity series. And at $7,300 to get the kind of upside that you get with Ty Gibbs. I mean, you know, again, dominator points not necessarily being uh, all that a uh, big of a deal. And I'm thinking that he's not going to get very many of them, but for $7,300, he's just got to get a good solid sixth place finish, fifth place finish, right? And that those points alone for finishing there is going to make it worth, the seventy three hundred dollars. If he gets some fastest laps along the way, if he leads some laps along the way, if he starts toward the the you know middle of the pack, say twentieth, and finds his way to a fifth place finish, now you're even more in the money. So I think all of those possibilities are there for Ty Gibbs. I think the price is absolutely right to play him in as many lineups as you want.
1: Yeah, I, Ty Gibbs is going to win the race. We already talked about that earlier this week. So I think that makes him a great play. Obviously, love Ty Gibbs this week. I'm all aboard the Ty Gibbs train. You don't have to talk me into it, Rod. But you did a pretty good job, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, everything I already mentioned it. Um, and somebody, somebody, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they commented on the YouTube today and mentioned that uh, two, two, uh, during COVID 2020, when they did the uh, they did a Chicago Street race on the iRacing, when they had the the Pro Invitational Series, whatever they were calling it. And Kyle Busch had a family matter to attend to, miss that race, and so Ty Gibbs filled in 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 Kyle's car. A little little glimpse into the future of what ends up happening, right? But Ty uh, Gibbs did really good that day. On that, again, we've talked about it. His road course racing, outstanding. His talent, outstanding. Man, seventy three hundred dollars, Rod. We're gonna look back in two years, and it's gonna be like, can you believe we ever got this guy for under ten thousand dollars? Because it's It's going to be, it's going to sound insane when we say how cheap we got him for, but love Ty Gibbs this week. He's going to make a lot of my lineups. I'm expecting a really big weekend from Gibbs and man, I got a good feeling about Gibbs. I think this is his weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be like the Kyle Larson of it all, where it's like 10,200 and we're just gonna be like, well, Ty Gibbs now. So what are we going to do? We got to play him. Right. So exactly. Looking forward to that day, but I'm also looking forward to saying thank you. I love saying thank you. Thank you is one of my favorite things to say in this world, uh, other than you cashed your ticket because that means that we did our job. But thank you very much to those of you watching on YouTube, continue to have watched on YouTube, subscribe, like, just like Cody said, commented on the videos, it goes a long way to helping the Google overlords to notice our videos and, uh, and to suggest them to other people who might like them as well. But also, we love you who have been listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you've been listening. Uh, if you feel so inclined, and we hope you do, please rate, subscribe, do all the things that podcasters tell you to do and uh, to keep the show afloat. This is all free. And, and really, again, it's not costing you anything to listen to this uh, and it's not costing you anything to be entertained by it. So if you could take a couple minutes to just sort of help the show along. We definitely would appreciate that. And uh, as we always appreciate you anyways, whether you do it or not, I, you know, like I say, I don't necessarily care. The bosses like to see it. And if you like to keep this free, then it's it's probably a good idea for you to, uh, to take some action and help keep it free. But uh, you know, and if you don't, that's, that's fine. We'll just go behind a paywall and then you'll miss it. Or you won't. I don't know. I don't know your life, but love you all anyways. So keep doing it and uh, we'll keep pumping it out for you.
1: i don't know your life that's uh fairly accurate but uh, i don't know your life the good thing about SGP, there'll never be any paywalls so you don't have to worry about that but yes yes advertisers help keep it free that's what we love so uh shout out to them and support them
0: indeed uh all right speaking of uh keeping things free or low cost the next drivers (laughs) on our list will uh will definitely free up a lot of money for you in order to fit some of these other high price guys if you do want to take a stab at some of them.
1: Yes, they will rod and uh, I scrolled almost all the way to the bottom. We I you know, I've already talked about him a lot this week. I can't not mention him. Andy Lally, he is my surprise guy this week. He's going to win me a, a bunch of money betting. He's going to win a bunch of money in DFS. It's going to be a great week. Uh, man, I just I don't know why I've never been so high on a Rick Ware racing car in my life before. Love me some Andy Lally this week. Again, I talked about it on the betting show, right? He has got a ton of experience in all kinds of sports cars all over the place. He's the 2011 Cup Series Rookie of the Year. Wasn't many challengers, but that doesn't matter. He still won the award. He's a full-time IMSA driver. That's sports car racing, right? They do the street racing. They do all of that stuff. Um, He's competed in the American Le Mans Series. Um, He's been sports car racing since 1993. He's a three-time IMSA champion. He's got the most all-time top threes, top fives and wins in the GT class. 26-time winner in the GT class for IMSA. Nine Xfinity Series, top 10 finishes in 23 races. Um, And again, another point that I heard Steve LaTarte make today, it's, this is the type of track, sure, your equipment is still going to matter to a degree, right? I, I don't think that, he's going to come out in a Rick Ware car and be the fastest guy in practice and and dominate this race and lead every single lap. Like That's very unrealistic. But this race, of all the races on the entire schedule, is where the driver can make the most difference. He knows what to expect in this type of race. He knows how to keep it clean. He's a veteran race car driver. He's been doing this a long time. If it gets to the chaos, he's going to be the type of guy that pays off as long as he doesn't get swept up in it. I expect him to end up finding his way to a pretty decent day. Love me some Andy Lally. $5,000. He is the third driver from the bottom. Josh or er, Ty Dillon and all the way at the bottom there by himself. And then Josh, if Josh Malicki's priced over Ty Dillon, that's sad, <laughs> but it's accurate. It's how it should be. So, uh, yes, but and Lally, I mean, for when people are building their thing, they're going to look and they're going to go, wow, he averages four points per race. He's only went in one race. That was Sonoma. Yeah, he started 30-30, finished 35th, so there wasn't much to write home about there. But, again, this is a completely different race than Sonoma is, um, and I expect a much different result. I don't think, unless he really impresses in practice or something, likely not going to be highly owned. He could be your difference maker. Love me some Andy Lally this week. This track, more than anything, and and to me, when it, when it all
0: boils down to it, there's so much skill in driving than any other track on this and and you know anybody can point to some of the road courses that we have and and saying the technicality of a you know say a a watkins Glen back in the day or you know even a sonoma and, and and point to that but for me this track the way that it's configured the the straightaways that you've got going into those 90 degree corners that that doesn't happen on the other road courses that are out there i mean the, the most technical turn in most of them is a hairpin turn that you have to make. And and that's like one, it's more than 90, right? It's like 180 degree turn. Somebody check my math. I don't care. But, um, but when you're making constant 90 degree turns, there's a level of technicality that you have to have that is so different than the normal road courses and drivers that have the type of experience of, of other cars right? Driving other cars, I think goes a long way to it, which is why, you know, for you bringing up Andy Lally, even in the, in the, um, the betting episode, that was, that's one of those things that you take a stab on in a track like this, because he, uh, when I talked about it too, with Ty Gibbs level playing field, right? You're giving all of these guys a level playing field. And some of these guys with these more niche and, and sort of, uh, specialized talents can go a long way. So
1: love that play at $5,000. Yeah, and and if it does, if it does turn into a super speedway type of race, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have we seen Landon Castle just score so many freaking DFS points because he doesn't qualify that well? Starts near the back, ends up finishing in fourth place because half the field wrecks out when it rains in turn one in Daytona. Like that's the type of stuff that can happen this week. Again, is it gonna happen? Probably not, right? He's a longer shot, he's more you know, he's cheaper price, but there is a high possibility still of that happening. You're trying to play into these scenarios, especially on a week like this, of here's the things that could happen. So you're going to want to build a lineup where the leader leads every single lap, and and it ends up being pretty chalky towards the front, and there's not much place differential. You're going to want to build for complete and utter chaos. You're going to want to make all these different types of builds. Lally's that perfect type of driver for that. And, and uh, yeah, so that's why I like it. It's
0: why you make a stack-to-back uh, parlay yeah. and, and win a million dollars. It's That's what happens. Exactly. Uh, it's it's not often, but it happens. So.
1: Yeah.
0: You're ta- so you're telling me there's a chance, Rob. You're telling me there's a chance. There's always a chance, Cody. We, we know this. We've lived in this world long enough to know that, uh, which is exactly where my next argument lies in Noah Gregson. Immediately, this is going to turn everybody off because we know uh, Noah Gregson's just, again, we know his struggles this year. We, we, we thought his rookie season was going to be that of legends, right? Of, of, of legacy. And unfortunately it hasn't been that way for Noah. In fact, he missed a uh, race because of that wicked, wicked crash that he uh, suffered uh, a couple races ago. $5,300 is your price for Noah Gragson. And honestly, again, when you're, when you're picking guys at this level, he, not a lot of them have upside right? Not a lot of them have the potential to, to climb up the ranks, but at the price that they're at, sometimes you got to take a stab at one of them because it does unlock a potential for you to get a couple more higher price drivers at the top of that ones that may end up bleeding laps more than uh, a guy like Noah Gragson. But I will say this, right? There are, there are gritty drivers out there. And I made this case for AJ Allmendinger with, with drivers that just drive with utter and, and a total passion. And Noah Gregson is exactly that guy, right? He will take on Ross Chastain and throw fists with him when nobody else will. So again, and he's one of the newer crop of drivers who have not settled into this, this, uh, the way we always do things, right? He, he definitely has never been on this either, but then he's never been on a lot of other things before. So a lot of this is new to him and he's still got to roll with it. Anyways. Now, Am I saying Noah Grax is going to go get a top 10? No. But at 5,300, all you want him to do is not wreck out of this race, turn a lot of laps, maybe gain 5, 10 positions, maybe in- increase his, his self into the top 25 even, and that'd be okay for you. And that's not too far-fetched. He has done that a few times. He had 24th at Daytona, 22nd at Fontana. He finished 12th in Atlanta, which was, you know, his best finish of the season. So good for him on a super speedway, <clears throat> but then it was a string of 30 place, 30th place finishes or worse, uh, back to 29th, the Kansas twenty sixth at Darlington twenty sixth last week at Nashville. So, you know, uh, it, like I said, I'm not making a case for him to win. I'm not even making a case for him to finish. Well, I'm just saying that at $5,300, he's not going to tank you, uh, hopefully. And, and here's the thing turn back to his, his road course career in the Xfinity. Twenty road courses, nine top fives, seventeen top ten finishes. Only three times in his Xfinity career did he finish outside of the top ten in uh, in a on a road course. Again, Legacy Motorsports, not the premier. Uh, oh, no, motorsports, right Rod.
1: Jeez, what is a um, motor with you? motor Club, Put your pinky up like this. Legacy Motor, Motor Club. Club. Thank you. Jeez, I can't ah. believe you would mess something like that up. Well, um, listen, I'm a little Your, your abuse right of now. the uh, English language is just, Disrespectful.
0: Here here's what here's where everybody starts tweeting at us. It's motor club, Rod. It's motor club. Yes, it is motor club. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> had a very long day today and motorsports just flows off the, the top. Motor
1: club is just so hilarious to me. I have
0: to point it out when it comes up. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But uh, anyways, the the point being, Noah Gragson, fifty three hundred dollars. I don't think it's a terrible play this week.
1: No, I, I really like it. And again, With the prices being cheaper, he's probably going to be a guy that gets overlooked because you're not going to necessarily have to punt as much, and he is a quote-unquote punt play, right? So, But we've seen with his Xfinity Series track record, it's been good. Uh, Again, the Legacy family had the tragedy this week. Jimmy Johnson, a co-owner of the team, withdrew from the race, of course. We happened there, and sometimes that fuels a team, and they want to show up and perform and say, hey, we're thinking of you, Jimmy. He'll come out. He'll get that top 10 finish. We did this for Jimmy Johnson. We're thinking of you. You hear those types of stories all the time, right? That narrative-driven stuff, it it happens. We see it a lot. Why couldn't it happen this week? Um, and, again, the, the driver can make more of a difference here than just the equipment. And even we saw a flash from Eric Jones last week. He had a really good week in Nashville out of fucking nowhere. Nobody saw that coming, right? I, we saw it in practice, and I didn't believe it. I thought he was just going to have an anchor attached to the back and drop, and he didn't necessarily ended up having a pretty good day in the race so maybe they've got something there maybe the the heartstrings part of it plays into it the narrative factor as well but he's a very good road course racer in the xfinity series but a little rougher in the in the cup series but we saw grand Anfinger at sonoma a couple of weeks ago had like a 23rd place finish or something in that car while he was filling in for noah that's not a bad finish at all uh and we know that noah is is very much capable of it if he can avoid the the chaos obviously that's going to be the key for all these guys but I don't think he's a bad play at all. Yep, and maybe a couple more weeks of rest after his uh,
0: his incident, maybe kind of brought him back to normal. Maybe maybe he's coming back to around, and we'll see that that Noah from earlier in the season than than this recent version that we've seen uh, lately. So, uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. I'm about to go down our list of drivers for your DFS for this Grant Park 220 from the Chicago Street Course. Cody started you out with Kyle Busch at ninety seven hundred dollars. I gave you AJ Allmendinger at ninety nine hundred. Cody gave you uh, Chris Busher at eighty five hundred. I gave you Ty Gibbs at seventy three hundred. Cody gave you Andy Lally, his new favorite driver. By the way, I'm uh, I think he's going to buy some Andy Lally swag and oh, uh, and we hit some, some of these bets
1: this weekend. I'll be ordering all kinds of Andy Lally stuff. You'll be <laughs> you'll be wearing an Andy Lally piece of cardboard Checked is what you'll be doing. Andy Lally. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then Noah Gregson at 5,300 is how I wrapped up my value plays once again, as you go out and start building out these lineups for your, uh, Chicago street course and in Chicago street race, just like I said, keep in mind from the very beginning, this is going to be a, a DFS slate in which you're just going to have to go for who you want to see succeed, have some fun, build some fun lineups. Don't go broke. Don't try to win a million dollars right now off of this one and, and think that you've got the answer to some secret uh, puzzle. Just have fun and and enjoy the race. Enjoy cheering for your DFS lineups, but uh, please do it responsibly this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, the, these drivers we gave out, right? We're not filling out a lineup because we don't have all the details yet, but left 4,300 on the table. That's not going to bother me this week. Like, just like a super speedway, some of these lineups leave some money out there it would not shock me at all. If, if the ideal, the optimal lineup, the lineup that wins the money ends up leaving money on the table, I I wouldn't be surprised by that. So don't feel like you need to spend it all. Um, I know you can't take it with you when you go, but you still don't have to spend it all. And, uh, yeah, again, mix it up, have a variety of different builds, do things different ways. Uh, because I think that uh, nobody knows. And, And it's, that's man, again, what makes this weekend so exciting. I'm pumped. Uh, don't be like me. Don't sit there and refresh your DFS lineup continually because it's going to go up. It's going to go down. It could be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what?
0: Somebody knows Cody, somebody out there is going to say they knew after this whole thing is over. They're going to say, I knew oh. exactly what was going to happen. I'm so. going to
1: say that when Andy Lally cashes all these big bets, I told you all it happened, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I did, but you did though. So we got <laughs> but, the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we don't know. Uh, We're just, this is our best educated guesses, right? That's uh. And that's all anybody can do. We'll break all day if we win, though. Uh, I'm going to chug a monster on here when Ty Gibbs wins the race yeah that i mean listen we'll do it too we'll we'll have big cups of monsters
0: i think they actually sell the monster beast now that's alcoholic Maybe no, have a little uh, bit of that I
1: might have some of my can't. fridge actually so uh yeah there you go
0: <laughs> i know ty can't have it but uh but we can for him so
1: i got a i got a gronk monster can right here even i'm not gonna drink <laughs> this one because i'm saving it because it's beautiful but it is beautiful i will uh i will have a monster on the program when ty
0: gibbs wins all right we'll do that for sure uh, all right, Cody. Well, let's uh, turn everybody loose to start building a DFS lineups because I know they're itching to do it with all of this knowledge. So uh, let everybody know where they can find you and your work on social media.
1: Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Been a busy week of content this week. I have an AFC South article out. It's got some best bets and props for that, a little breakdown of the division. There's an underdog pick'em article out. That's one of my favorite plays under over indycar article is coming soon the odds are slowly trickling out check that out as well check out the f1 gambling podcast recorded that yesterday uh that's available on the on the nascar gambling podcast youtube feed as well check it all out and yeah thanks for everything keep the comments up we love it keep the ratings reviews up helps us out keeps the bosses happy we appreciate it and uh we love you very much even though we don't know your life (laughs)
0: we don't know your life
1: and listen we love you for sticking
0: with us through all of this madness that was the week of me being away from home I I can't even tell you how you know I can't wait for next week till I'm back home again doing stuff from the road is if you've ever been on the road you know how utterly difficult it is and how disheartening it can be sometimes when all you want is your home cooking but uh, thanks for sticking with us we love you like Cody said so very much follow me on Twitter at RJ gomez link in the bot everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media check out the back road they just finished up earlier today they're on youtube uh seth and elliot holding it down out there and then of course my article later on for frequency's sake uh, i'll have some stuff going on for that as well so uh and hey, yeah and come t-
1: back tomorrow uh, too
0: another episode another episode another little bonus episode for you even though there's no uh trucks so we got you we got you covered but uh, you got all got right. some fun stuff Until then, ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing and let it ride.